happy Thursday and happy June. The summer is here and I don't know about y'all, but I am super ready for it. So this month we've got something special. I am getting married in, at this point, about three weeks. So I'm excited and I just love love. I love love and I love Shakespeare. So we're smushing the two things together because that's all I know how to do is smush things together with Shakespeare. And over the next few weeks, we've got a few Shakespeare power couples who have come on to talk about their own love stories as well as what they think the purest, most sincere moment of love in the canon is. And we play a newlywed game where they try to guess each other's favorite plays, Shakespeare roles that they want to play, um, and different questions like that. It's been so fun to get to record with these couples, and I'm just so excited for you all to hear all of the joy and love that they have for each other and for Shakespeare. Now, if you want to see the videos, which I will admit are much better than listening to them write down their guesses and then turn them around, I had a great time watching, so we're releasing the videos the zoom videos recorded on um patreon so if you head over to patreon.com slash p2m pod you can see the smiling faces and shock and awe and surprise and absolute joy of these couples that I got to talk with. So uh, that is that's that. I hope you enjoy. I really had a great time recording with Victoria and Michael, who are I mean, you'll hear it. You'll hear how much they love each other and just how wonderful they are. And congratulations to them because they just got married. So it's a it's a whole it's a whole thing. It's a whole happy time. And I'm happy you're here with me for it. So I'm going to I'm going to stop now and let you listen welcome to protest too much a shakespeare showdown podcast where a guest and i go head to head each week and you get to decide who wins Okay, so with me today, I am so, so excited. I've got Victoria Ray Sook and Michael Paget. Victoria and Michael, thank you so much for being here. We're so glad to be here. It's a pleasure. Thanks for asking. And congratulations. We are recording this pre-wedding, but it will be released post-wedding. So tentative uh, congratulations a week out. <laughs> thank you. We Assuming are... there are no more delays. Yes. Right. <laughs> we are nervous and also thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. No, I totally get that. Uh, I'm so excited for June. And also, like, I, I don't think I'll be, well, I don't think I'll believe it's going to happen until it happens. Same yeah. So at this point, I feel like with all the, the COVID pandemic brides, we're all like, we can't believe it's happening until we're actually walking down the aisle. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I feel you. Um, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourselves, how you met, what sorts of uh, Shakespeare things that y'all do together? Because I know that that's for you two so impressive and really exciting with Food of Love. So why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that? Great. Yeah, no, you should start. <laughs> so um, I am the founding artistic director of Food of Love Productions. It's an immersive Shakespeare theater company based out of New York City. And we do shows where food is one of the points of immersion. So it's like when we did Love's Labor's Lost, when the ladies of France came out, they served you a nice French wine. When we did Midsummer Night's Dream and Titania's Wooing Bottom with dewberries and mulberries, you've got this lovely berry dish. And it's just, it's by no means dinner theater. It's food helps tell the story. And 
it's never in a traditional proscenium space. Uh, there's dance and song happening all around you, and it was born. Um, Thank you, darling. I was already in love. Then I, then I saw it to Tanya, and I was I was already head over heels, and that just drew me in deeper. Oh goodness. Anyway, it was born out of this. Uh, like, sexy I was Shakespeare. A, it was. It is sexy Shakespeare. Shakespeare is sexy, but it was born out of this idea that like food is an art, and people like a very um, ancient art, and people think that Shakespeare is old and ancient, and like how can we? marry these two things in a way that helps make them all thank you make them more accessible and so we've done a few productions we've had some awards and um then after i met michael um so we've done two in new york city we've had uh, then when you know as is the lockdown story we did one online production yeah uh and we did it as a benefit for the food bank of new york city and i directed michael in that and that was a, a lovely joy um and she played my favorite character in all of shakespeare as and well. so we did we did 12th night there and um now we're kind of in this hibernation period because i don't want us to come back in um until we can be what we are because food is very much a part of us and it's going to be a long time i think until we can serve an audience the food again in a in a safe way so we're doing classes we're doing readings we're doing so like we're still very much alive but we're not doing full productions anymore so that's um right now uh that's the food of love and you know i still i'm a freelance uh, shakespeare actor director human and that's me. Uh, Michael and I met right after closing Love's Labor's Lost before mm. Midsummer Night's Dream. I opened. missed Love's Labor's Lost. The more I hear about it, the more upset I am that I missed that production. I know it was it was devastating. Loser. Uh, I was far too busy to date at the time. <laughs> but then once it closed, uh, I caught her in that sweet spot. I know. <laughs> in between shows. Uh-huh. It's true. It's true. And I, yeah. You had auditioned with my brother some? Yep, yep. Uh, Perry, Perry Sook and I were not, not really audition buddies. We were sort of rivals a bit because we kept coming in for the same parts. And uh, thank goodness for our friendship, we sort of had an even split between who got what. Um, but uh, unbeknownst to me, Perry had been talking me up to his sister. Um, and she had been saying, I'm not... Dating your actor friends? No. Like, I'm not dating an actor. Actors are terrible. (laughs) Embarrassingly, uh, we we met. We eventually got to meet due to a um, a dating app. Uh, Because then I was like, I was like, wait, Perry, is this the is this the guy? And he said, yes, this is the guy. And I was like, well, just like that too. (laughs) Um, And so I figured all roads were pointing to Mr. Michael Paget. So we we had to meet. As it turned out, two years prior, I had seen Victoria in a a little fringe play. I forgot um, about that. The History of the Devil. Yeah, Clive Clive Barker's The History of the Devil. Clive Barker's History of the Devil, where she she pinch pinch hitted pinched hit uh, as the devil uh, with what three days you had yes you had three days prep time when the original devil couldn't do it and they asked you to do it and so she jumped in and she was this incredible powerhouse in and interesting concept of the play um 
and I didn't think much of it until two years later when I'm sitting next to her across a glass of wine and some sweet potato fries. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as, as has been noted, I, I, I'm an actor. I spent most of my professional career in musical theater, a lot of, lot of regional musicals. Um, I sort of left Shakespeare, sadly, behind um, for a good long while once I graduated college. Um, but I, I, I had gotten to do uh, this wonderful um, production of Romeo and Juliet at the Lake Tahoe Shakespeare in, um, in rep with the Fantastics. It was one of my favorite musicals. They're, I mean, they're both these beautiful musicals about, uh, excuse me, these beautiful plays about love and the nature of, of mm, love. It's not mm-hmm, simple. Mm-hmm. It's not simplistic love. And it's one of the things that I, I really appreciate about a well-made play like, like say, Romeo and Juliet or A Twelfth Night. Um, the way our Romeo and Juliet was cut was um, the intermission came right after uh, their wedding. And the yep. couple playing Romeo and Juliet were an actual married couple with, I've never seen so much chemistry pour off a stage in my mm. life. And by the end of intermission, by, by the start of intermission, you're like, oh my God, it's really going to work out for these kids. They're made for each other. They're perfect for each other. And they're so funny together. It's so charming. And you forget that it's a trap. Well, it's a comedy until it's not. Isn't it's it? a comedy until it's not. Anyway, we've gone on so many like things. us. I'm sure that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that so much. I also pairing Romeo and Juliet with the Fantastics in rep is genius. Brilliant. 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 You said it, and I was like, "How does that not happen all the time?" It was such a marvelous pairing, and it, it one show put us in the mood for for the other, yeah. and that was the last time I had touched Shakespeare before uh, Victoria came into my life and brought Shakespeare back into my life too. It's one of the things I brought I Shakespeare you really did. into your life. It's one of the the things that made me fall in love with you. Is you brought? I mean, this is so cheesy. You brought poetry back into my life in a way that I hadn't experienced in a while. Shit, I haven't written my vows yet, and this is perfect. And now I've already said that. No, I'll forget, I'll forget. No, no, I'm just going to say ditto on the day. (laughs) Great, great. (laughs) Oh, gosh, I love that. I love hearing love stories so, so much. It just, it brings me full of joy. Um, So speaking of love and speaking of Shakespeare, there is a lot of love, question mark, in Shakespeare, I think, and there's a lot of like love in Shakespeare. So I, what I what I want to hear from each of you is what do you think is the most sincere moment of love in the canon? And this can be it can be romantic, it can be familial, it can be uh, platonic, it can be kind of anything that you take that prompt as. What do you think is the most sincere character moment line whatever of love? in all of Shakespeare. Oh, she threw us for a loop. The most sincere love. Okay. What do you got? Uh, You you know what it is. This- It's the history, isn't it? Okay, yeah. So there there is that one. There's one, um, it's, gosh, I wrote it, I wrote, I wrote some notes down. down. I wrote some notes down because I was really, I was really excited about this. Um, But but I think I'm going to change my mind. Um, what? Uh, I know, I know. Um, 
Because I do think... Um... Do you want me to go first while you No, okay, out? so like in the end of Henry V, when they're they're talking and they like they they don't quite speak each other's language and it's like this and that and it's just like oh god like and they're just they're trying and and it's well and I think my other answer is the same because Shakespeare has it's 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 variation on a theme because he has so many times where they're spouting this delicious verse right and like we can go on and on and on about all this language like we we can spout so many times that it's so beautiful but it's the moments where they're struggling to communicate because mm. that's that's what that's what true love is right it's when somebody takes your breath away and it's when somebody can't when you're at a loss for words because you and 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 being at a loss for words and also not having the need for words you can sit and talk with someone and not need to say anything for 20 minutes and i think when when he's having trouble talking to her at the end and he's he's fought this war and then it's harder to talk to a woman because he's so in love with her um and she was his chief demand yeah yeah i think that's incredible yeah. um but then i think what's even better than that and it gets me every time like I, i'm God, and people cut it, and they cut it because they're wrong, because they don't understand it, and it drives me nuts. And I know that the balcony scene is far too long for any production that's not like me, where, like, you don't want to go and see every scene from Romeo and Juliet and take snacks, but, like, I do. I want to go. I want every piece. Like, I'm sure your production cut it, and, like, and if you... If, um, but... It's like the third time Juliet goes to leave because they're going bing, bong, bing. Romeo, you know? it's the third time Romeo goes to leave. So, thank you. Thank you. And we've had this conversation. And because we almost, spoilers, we do have a scene from The Tempest in our wedding. Um, and we almost put the balcony scene in our wedding. We have a friend doing it. But like, I'm glad so, we didn't do that. Yeah. Well, we thought teen suicide was probably not something we needed to include in the day. But like, this is. So. Romeo goes to leave, she goes to, Juliet goes to leave, and then she runs back and she goes, Romeo, and he runs back and he's been spouting this verse and verse, and the only thing he can manage to say is, my dear, and it just, oh, it's just, <laughs> it's so stunning, because it's, it's again, it's Shakespeare's version of speechless. He's just, yeah. my dear. And when she says, like, uh, it's somewhere around there when she says, I have forgotten why I called thee back or something along those lines. Yes. Do you think that's one of the reasons that we sort of gravitate towards Romeo and Juliet? It's like, I noticed that, like, a lot of our favorite love scenes in Shakespeare are people who don't quite understand each other. They're, they're not quite meeting. And Romeo and Juliet, they meet and they have this almost perfect understanding within minutes. Like they play a little, but then they realize, oh shit, no, there's nothing to play here. It's. I should have been more strange. Yeah, no, this <laughs> yeah. is it. Um, I wonder if that's one of the reasons why that scene is so. What is thy parentage? No, I think it's everything. What is thy parentage? No, that's. that's <laughs> I know, I know. That's 12 nights. I know, I know, but Stop I mean, it. But the same. But you know what I mean? It's that. 100%. It's that feeling of, what am I doing? A lot, lot of uh, uh, forehead slaps. Yes. Love is. Okay, I. Have gone on for far too long. What is um, what is yours? I don't know about sincere. Um, I don't know what that is. I was raised <laughs> to be charming, charming, not, not sincere. sincere. <sighs> oh, it's gross. It's so gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But my favorite scene, and I, I had to look it up for for everybody who thinks I'm being snooty. I'm not being snooty. Twelfth uh, Night, Act Two, Scene Four. It's Orsino and Viola dressed as um, Cesario. Cesario, excuse me. <laughs> and she, it's such a great scene because it's it folds in how much she's in love with him, how frustrated they both are. It folds in how. She's mourn, still mourning her brother, the like love she's for still her brother. Yeah, yeah. She she has these little, and it's not huge. She's not monologuing about her brother. She just, I am all the daughters, of my father's house, and, and all the brothers too, and just flips it. oh god, too, yeah, 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 all the daughters too. Um, and it just it makes me choke. It really mm-hmm. does. And she's talking about my father had a daughter, loved a man, and he says, "What's her history?" And she says. A blank. The same way you're like, my dear, that's your, oh, that that's your yeah. like choke. Mine is a, a blank. blank. Like she's in love, and it there's nothing to be done. She's absolutely hopeless, but she's still in love, and it's also a little queer, which is really exciting, and it's something that audiences are, are exploring more because Orsino is pulled to Cesario. I think there is an attraction that he doesn't quite understand. Um, and that they do have yeah. this magnetism together and she pulls away from it. Like she knows she has him in the palm of her hand. Like he's compelled by her and her story. And then she says, shall I to this lady? Like she says enough of this. She, she gets sick of it. And it's such a compellingly written scene. Oh, I don't know if she gets sick of it. She's not just, sick she, of it, but like she can't take overcome. it anymore. Yeah, she's yeah, overcome. Yeah, yeah. She can't take it anymore. She's got to get out. And I, I've I've heard it said of Shakespeare that characters are exactly what they say they are. There's no hidden motive. There's no. It's whatever they're saying. That's who they are. I don't think that's true. I think especially uh, for Viola, who's disguised as a man and convinces this very masculine almost almost um toxically male person who she's in love with despite everything um she manages to convince him yeah women feel just as deeply as men do and through her shakespeare is telling us and the audience women are equals they're 100 mm-hmm. percent as capable and frankly they're probably smarter than we are he says it over, he says it with Viola, he says it with Rosalind, he says it with Catherine until he doesn't, that's a little weird. Um, and I, I, I don't know. That I don't got, have to talk about the truth. <laughs> I towards that too because I also fell in love with someone who's smarter than me. And that to me is the way to go. It's the best thing to do. Those are both very good answers. And I like the focus on just like those those little little like two word sentences that show so much it's think of him being very florid and the two things that you and i gravitated the most towards were when he's very pointed my dear well when i director when i um act that's the word um i only i only highlight um monosyllabic words because then the now she's getting into it well no because i think that i mean that's it's like a blank um uh, my dear, like, because those really, those pull out. And I think it can really tell us the rhythm of that. We will blather on if you don't stop. <laughs> I so, wouldn't dream of it. Like, 
All right. Um, well, let's let's jump into our newlywed game because I am very excited for this. Uh, so for those of you listening that aren't familiar with the newlywed game, I am going to ask Victoria and Michael a question and they are going to write down their answer. So if I say, what's your favorite ice cream? You would write down on, you've got high tech iPads. Um, you would write down your favorite ice cream. But then I'm going to ask Michael, what's Victoria's favorite ice cream? You okay. answer, and then you, re- Victoria, will reveal your answer and see it. How how well y'all know each other's Shakespeare preferences, I guess. Okay, we we aced this game before, but at, it was our, not it was not, it was not Shakespeare, Shakespeare themed. themed. Yeah. Okay. Some of them are a little. Some of them are a little. Uh... Let's play. Let's play. See how it goes. Let's start out super, super easy. What is your favorite Shakespeare play? So both of you are going to write it down. So I'll have both of you write down your favorite Shakespeare play. My own favorite? Your own favorite. This game is very complicated. Honestly, to, yes, to establish the the rules and the flow, it uh, takes a little, like, a little practice. It's our practice round. Michael's, but I have four. (laughs) You got to pick one, Victoria. (laughs) Okay, well, this is my... What's she gonna say? I know, today. What's gonna happen? Mine changed, mine changed dramatically over the past couple of years. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably the hardest question you're going to ask. I don't think that's true. Well, I don't know, I'm looking at my list. Um, Okay, you ready? Uh Yeah. All right, Victoria, what is Michael's favorite Shakespeare play? Twelfth Night. Yeah. All right, Michael, what is Victoria's favorite play? It's either Romeo and Juliet or Love's Labor's Lost or it's The Tempest. I'm pretty sure she wrote down Romeo and Juliet because we just talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> you you both get a point. That's, see, we started off great. Lots riding on this. If we fail this game, we're just, we're going to cancel. Oh, no. Today, it was either Romeo and Juliet or King John, because we were just talking about Constance last night. It was never going to be King John. Yeah, it's no. It's never King John. I knew you weren't going to say King John, so I wrote Romeo and Juliet. I, the way the kid, spoilers, 400-year spoilers, the way the kid dies, absolutely no. I no know, King John. I know oh, I have fallen. My soul is leaving my body. No. Out. <laughs> No, it's it's all about constants. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, what is your Shakespeare dream role? So dream role that you have not yet played. I have not yet played. Mm. Oh. Mm. That's hard. Ready? Uh, Michael, what is Victoria's dream role? Again, <laughs> it's either Juliet or Romeo. Ooh, pick one. <laughs> Uh, in this instance, I'm going to say Juliet and see how it goes. Is it Constance? The lady, oh, Lady M. Damn. Okay. All right. All I was, right. I was guessing with your, uh, King John. No, I know. <laughs> like if I had, no, now look, it would have been Romeo. Um, but also that's now one I really want to direct more than be in. Hmm. Hmm. I have, yeah. Okay, I feel you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Sorry. Lady M. I'm so that would be amazing to see. Oh, shit. I want that. 
<laughs> I want that. Um, okay, well, you hold that thought for later. Victoria, what is Michael's dream role? They gonna get this. Uh-huh. Is it Jake Weaves? No, it is not. <laughs> Ooh. No, Matt. Richard the Third. Okay. You fail. I do fail. And you fail. Well, you're still even on score. Would have been Malvolio. Except I got to play. Thanks to her, I got to play Malvolio, and I had so much fun. Is that? See that? No. No. Oh well. You missed your chance. (laughs) Um. Speaking of that, what is your favorite role you've ever played? Favorite Shakespeare role. Wait. Or are you just asking? This is the uh, next the next question. I mean, Victoria, what's Michael's favorite role he's ever played? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's that's clearly clearly correct. Perfect, Michael. What is Victoria's favorite role she's ever played? <sighs> Princess of France. Oh, to time. Oh, damn. It was the the fairy crown. Oh, of course it was the fairy crown. I should have yeah. known. Yeah, Any- you can't go wrong with a fairy crown. It actually wasn't. It's that that monologue. Like I joke about the fairy crown, but that these are the forgeries of jealousy. Oh, oh yeah, so good. That was great. You recut that like twelve times. Yeah, I did. It's really annoying. I did. Because I wanted the the lines that I wanted to say versus the lines that were necessary to the plot. She you wanted. Was- did you want or not want to say cows fatted, crows fatted with the Murian gross? That one is not necessary. He did cut some lines that she was like, it's my production. I'm finally going to get to have these lines. And, and then she ended up cutting them. Because She's it's, brutal. It's it's necessary to the plot and to tell the story. And like there were things that I feel like I am a good artistic director. And like I um, I can finally step back and say, okay, I can kill my darling and kill not... Like, like when I had to cut the hungry lion roars, I was like, oh no, I want it. I want it so bad. But I was like, no, people are ready to leave. Yes. Like they've had their two glasses of wine and they don't need it. And we'll like put it in the program and we'll have a nod to it and it's fine. And, but like, you know, there's, there's things you have to do, but I would never cut my deer. Okay. <laughs> never. Good. Now this should be easy points. Uh, actually, no, now it's easy points for Victoria. So the question is, what Shakespeare role do you most want to see your partner play? So, Victoria, you're going to write down the role you want to see Michael play the most. Oh. Michael, you're going to write down what you want to see Victoria play. Gosh. Wow. That's tough. You've got, like, mental casting going on. I can see the wheels turning. (laughs) Wait, so I'm writing down what I want to see Michael play. Mm-hmm. And he's going to guess what you want to see him play. So, Michael, what do you think, Victoria? Who do you think Victoria wants to see you play? She wants to see me play uh, uh, Jack Weiss. Would be my guess. No. <laughs> what did you write down? <laughs> I want to see you play Friar Lawrence. <laughs> you know what? That would be fun. You would be so good. I'd love to play Friar Lawrence. I don't think I could get the actor who, who played Friar Lawrence in my production out of my head because he was just so charming. He was so wonderful. No, because you you do kooky dab really well. Kooky. <laughs> kooky dab. 
I almost got to play Juliet's father, and that that is a meaty role. Oh, oh, that was so much fun. My fingers itch. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So- I almost got to play Juliet's dad to my Juliet. That was a little weird. <laughs> Spears. The director called us and asked, and we were like, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's the Asha. Um, okay, Victoria, what role does Michael want to see you play? I'm going to guess you said Lady M. because we... I did not say Lady M. Oh, no. Do, do you... Is... What, you think I just follow you and do whatever you say? <laughs> is it is it the Romeo now? No. It's Rosalind. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think you'd be wonderful. Charming is we're not good at this, but it's making me excited about our life. Yeah, no. <laughs> I like that. I think that's the that's the whole goal. Um, some of these are hard. Uh, this one, which Shakespeare couple do you think is most like the two of you? <laughs> Lady M. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I know exactly who it is. I dread to think what she's writing down. Right, <laughs> dread it, dread it. Shakespeare couple. Think about it for 10 seconds and you'll know. Countdown. I I do not. I do not. I can't. I can't think what it is. I'm annoyed with myself and I'm annoyed with everybody here. Is is that strange? You're strange. (laughs) Crap. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. But now you're going to say it. I can't say it. Well, you can both say it. Shit. All right, fine. <laughs> I love this. The direct hint thrown out. Oh, this is the best. I'm well, going to have you. Huh? <laughs> I'm going to have you flip these at the same time. Okay. So one, two, three. Beatrice and Benedict. <laughs> That's a screenshot right there. Gross. <laughs> That's a point for both of you. Look at that. Right. Yeah, so we didn't cheat at all. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, I'm... she just said she just said some words. Not it's wrong. not that strange. Mm. I don't I don't see blatant cheating happening. <laughs> all right, I've got two more. If you had to. Which Shakespeare character would you trade your partner for? If you had to, who would you? Michael was fast on that iPad. There's what I've said and what I want to (laughs) say. I'm so curious what she's going to say, so I'm going to wait. Okay. Not taken. I'll share the path not taken after I Okay, so um, Michael, who do you think Victoria would trade you for? Oh, I'm sorry, I got the question wrong. <laughs> who would, uh, I think yeah. she'd trade me for Ophelia. That face. <laughs> what? No, you wouldn't trade me for Ophelia. That's a that's a. She's not marrying me now. It's over. It's Why would anyone choose a life with Ophelia? I clearly understood the question. I thought the question was if she could play any role, but she had to trade me in for it. What no, no, role would she like, play? No, this is like life out with this person. Oh, oh, like day to day life with this character. I think you'd either choose Viola or Benedict. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is it one of those two? 
Very close. It's Olivia. Oh, oh, that's of course. She runs a much better house. She does run a better she house. She comes with servants. No, that's true. She does come with servants. I want that to be my answer too. That's my answer too. Olivia. Okay. Okay. Great. Uh Victoria, what's Michael's answer? Olivia. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Points. <laughs> so Michael, talk me through what you originally had written down. Sorry. This game really went off the rails. Um <laughs> And it's completely our fault, which is correct. Anyway, tell me, tell me more. So about the original this. iteration of this question: What role would I trade her in to play? <laughs> okay. I now I understand. Now I understand how you got what, that wording. More than me. <laughs> <laughs> I my first answer was King Claudius and Hamlet. Okay. But my second answer was Titus Andronicus. <laughs> Her least favorite play. Here's the thing. I do think it's well written. It's just not... I mean, of course it's well written. There's only it's like two that taste. aren't. But like, it's not something that I want to watch. It's and, not for everyone. And here's the thing. is that like I hate it more and more every time somebody's like, food of love should do it with pies. I'm like, no, that's not what we are. We're a classy theater company. And I don't want to be like in the middle of a show and have somebody be like, there's really not a lot of food in Titus Andronicus. Except pies. At the end. And that's, that, by the end, they'll be hungry. They might actually eat them. <gasps> we'll starve them out until the end. Then they have to eat the people pies. This is great. I love it. <laughs> You're so original. Nobody's ever told me things like this before. You start a theater company and see how many people come to that show. <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap it up. Super, super simple. We got a really easy, you only have three choices unless you're going to like, I'm going to give you three choices. Can't wait. What is your favorite genre of Shakespeare play? Comedy, history, tragedy. Can we have the fourth write in? Yes, you can have a fourth write in. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Wait, are we choosing one of each? No. Nope. The genre. Some people do. I class didn't take my Adderall today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What is my favorite genre? Yeah, oh. comedy, history. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Oh. No. <laughs> Michael's favorite genre, and I know what it is. No, you're writing your own. Oh. Write your own. God. All right, Victoria. What is Michael's favorite genre? He likes the history. Histories. I wrote, I, I drew a crown and everything. I love it. All right, that gives you five points, Victoria. Michael's at two. Let's see if he can recover. Seems correct to me. You yeah. What? Michael, what's Victoria's favorite genre of Shakespeare play? Romances. Yeah, <laughs> romance. <laughs> Give yourselves a little round of applause. Yes, yes. Quite okay, good. Quite good, good, yes. Quite good. Congratulations to Victoria uh, for winning, but congratulations to the both of you for this was really, really fun. And I'm so excited that I got to chat with you about love and Shakespeare and do a little goofy, do a little goofy yeah. stuff. After this interview. Oh, hush. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, uh, your own work, Food of Love, all of the things that you do? Yes. Um, well, if anyone um is in scranton pennsylvania this summer 
Um, you can see me directing Love's Labor's Lost at the Scranton Shakespeare Festival. Please come out and see us. It opens in July. Um, it's it's a really lovely Shakespeare Festival, and I think it's going to be great. It runs in rep with Sweet Charity, which I think is actually really exciting. Talking about um, pairing things in rep, it's uh, two shows where women totally outsmart men, and I think that that's like that's hard, but no, but, um, I think, I think that's going to be really exciting. And it's, um, I've, uh, staged it like a nineties rom-com. And I think that that's going to be really, really fun to play with. So, you know, uh, think, think clueless, think she's all that, think things like that. And it'll be just a, a really great time. So that's, that's my next project after, you know, this, this wedding and some, some other things brewing, uh, food of love. We have, the third Sunday of every month, we have our Shakespeare reading series called Beers and Bard. You come, you it's on Zoom, you you come, you log in, you draw your name out of your character out of a hat, and we encourage debauchery and um, replacing alas with oh shit and things like that. And literally all are welcome. We have kindergarten teachers to professionals and things like that. And it is just a really good way to learn the canon, discuss the canon and um, make all sorts of new friends. So you can follow Food of Love on Facebook, which is uh, Food of Love NYC or on Twitter. Everything is uh, Food of Love NYC and uh, follow us that way. Uh, you just missed me uh, singing opera and uh, tripping over balconies in a comedy of tenors at Bristol Riverside Theater. So I am currently uh, looking for uh, uh, my next project. But anyone who wants to check me out can find me at michaelpaget.net. That's P like Paul, A D like David, G E T T dot net. Uh, the site is in need of a little bit of an update. Needs some polishing. I'm I just uh, hired a guy to to polish things out. But you can still hear me singing and emoting and and look at pictures he of me sounds dressed funny. great i have a very okay voice <laughs> <laughs> victoria michael thank you so much for being here you are wonderful congratulations good luck uh you're the best thank you everyone for listening and we'll see y'all next week thank you thank you Serious business.